Thanks for tuning in to the CoLive podcast, where we explore learnings, insights, and discussions with co-living operators and professionals from around the world. If you're a first-time listener on our podcast, just a quick reminder that CoLive is the world's largest co-living association with the goal to connect, educate, and empower co-living professionals. Today's episode has been recorded during one of our monthly meetups, where we discuss a wide variety of topics related to co-living. To join our network or find out about future meetups and other events, please visit colive.org. That's C-O-L-I-V.org. This week's episode is brought to you in partnership with Young Global Living, the platform for your co-living space based on your preferences. With Young Global Living, you can find a new place to live, discover new work opportunities, and connect with other community members all on one platform. Young Global Living wants to make experiences the new kind of living by matching co-livers with like-minded communities and providing co-livers with local perks where location is no longer a barrier. Feel free to look in the show description for more info on Young Global Living, as well as a link to their website, Young Global Living, where you want to be. Let's hop right in to today's episode. And today we've got a session uh, with, uh, with André Wieringhau, who's the uh, founder and chief reverse engineer of uh, Start Reverse, and uh, Asha Pelk, who is the product experience uh, director of, uh, of, of uh, Selena. Um, and we've also got Kate joining, who is the head of ambassadors for Colif. And uh, I'm sure you've all fam- you're all familiar with Colif. If you're not, uh, please connect with Kate after the session. We'll have a, uh, a breakout room uh, after the entire webinar where you can uh, connect with all of us and uh, get to know more about Colif as an organization and about potentially more questions that you have for our, uh, for our keynotes. Um, but I suggest, uh, Andre, I'll, uh, I'll hand over to you. Um, the structure is that Andre will start with his uh, presentation and there will be two question and answers sessions in in uh, this webinar uh, you're more than welcome to ask questions as well during the webinar but uh, if you can uh, please post them all in the uh, chat and Kate and I will keep track of them and uh, make sure that uh, everything is addressed during those uh, those question uh, Q&A's anything I've forgotten uh, Kate yeah just uh, hi everybody and uh, welcome to be here yeah, just please put your details in the chat so that everybody's able to connect to each other. And as Jon was saying, any question, put it in there. I will be a moderator as well. So I will uh, either stay, save the questions and uh, just put them for the Q&A in the end or ask them as we go along if it's necessary. That's it. Great. Grazie. Andre, over to you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so reverse thinking, uh, but first of all, welcome, uh, wherever you are, it's super cool to, to do this together. Um, so uh, talking about, uh, let's say, brand value, we really think if you think reverse, you can up it big time. Um, so I want to talk about the correlation between how experience drives the brands, how reverse thinking actually makes a difference how you create your relevance blueprints, and then like you said, have the first break where we talk about Q&A discussion on part one. And then Asha's on, uh, on the call together with Dennis uh, on a video recorded call. 
talking about how Selena is working with reverse thinking, uh, their relevance blueprints and how it makes a difference for them. So Asha, thanks for joining us, super cool. And then uh, we'll have another uh, round of Q&A and discussion. So quickly introducing uh, the concept of, well, let's say the essence of reverse thinking. Let's have a look. Let me tell you something you already know. We live in a time where everything happens in an instant. Everything has to happen fast, efficient. Where the rhythms and skills of work turn into cash. Where likes depict our happiness. The promise of fulfillment of every wish is at the touch of a button. Luckily, you know that's not the truth. You know. Working for money, an individual game, is becoming rapidly outdated. Success is no longer counted by dollars and likes, but by how many lives we positively impact. Emotions are the most powerful currency. Connections and experiences make the real profit. Because it's not the time of the big, it's the time of the small, the meaningful, which make the bold. Let's make this world our world. Start thinking reverse. So we feel you can have beautiful facilities, great buildings, uh, super technology, but at the end of the day, it's really people uh, that are the experience. Uh, and we've seen in COVID uh, that more than ever before that being relevant as a brand is super important. So our purpose as Start Reverse is also bringing more relevance to the world. Um, so who we are, we are reverse engineers and uh, what we do in essence is uh, define purpose and, and bring it to life every day on every touch point. And how? Uh, by creating, uh, designing blueprints or relevance blueprints uh, that can, can really serve as a common north. And ours is looking like this, Gate, and I'm sure you remember our discussion in Singapore when we talked about uh, having a one-pager where you have your purpose, your identity, your how and what, but also how you want to be experienced um, and how actually your interaction from the staff, from technology, uh, so online, offline, is feeding that experience and what working climate and leadership will contribute to the behaviors you want to look. And Asha, again, will talk about in more detail how having a blueprint like this and putting all your energy on the experience you want to create makes a super big difference. So we've done this for a couple of hundred brands, uh, including for instance, Le Pen Codigian, Bose, KLM, Mazda, but also Citizen M, Student Hotel, Selena and others. So talking about people are the experience, we also see that experience drives the brands more than anything else. And it's super important to realize that loyalty today is not, let's say, related to anything else than the experience they have today. So it's not like if you have a flaw in service delivery or an experience you can make up in future or come up with discounts or bonus points. It's really whatever I experience today will determine my loyalty for tomorrow. Whereby I think we also all know that satisfaction is no longer good enough. 
And I have initially a traditional hospitality background where we were trained on getting operationally excellent, getting processes right, uh, being uh, working with competent people. But doing that, it really leads to satisfied guests or satisfied clients uh, and not fans. And you want to have a fan base that really uh, excels your brand. So you need to go beyond being operationally excellent. It's a good foundation, but you want to create memorable experiences where you deliver on your brand promise every day. And then you turn satisfied guests into fans. Medallia has done research, uh, uh, which has been published by Harvard Business Review, that the more engaged people are about your brand, uh, the more revenue and hence profit you can derive. But, what is also crucial to realize is that engagement drives the experience. So the more engaged people are, the more, uh, let's say, they perform, the better they perform, the better the experiences that you will have, and the more brand value you will create. But then having said that, the question is, uh, how many coworkers are truly engaged? Gallup has done a research around the world and has shown that only one out of eight people are truly committed to the jobs and wanting to make a difference. And it doesn't really matter where you go, uh, but around the world you see that the more than half of the population of coworkers is either not engaged or even actively disengaged. So in fact, the majority of coworkers are shift survivors. And no matter if they're flying at some point of time, they will reach their destination, or if they're working from, let's say three to 11, at some point of time, it's gonna be 11 o'clock. They're doing their job at best, but the question is, what is really their job? And we've seen that if you have purpose, uh, you really can make a big difference in terms of how engaged people are. And after all, we're looking at the generation Y, and they want to know why would I buy from a brand, book at a brand, stay at a brand, or rather work for a brand. And let's, before I'm going to ask you the question, what's your purpose? Uh, let's look at how Southwest Airlines has defined their purpose as a great example. At Southwest Airlines, we're united by a purpose. A purpose that is at the heart of everything we do. It's the simplest and purest expression of why we exist. Our purpose at Southwest Airlines is clear. We exist to connect people to what's important in their lives through friendly, reliable, and low-cost air travel. This purpose is why we get up every morning and why we matter to the millions of people who fly with us each year. And if we live this purpose every day, we'll achieve our vision to become the world's most loved, most flown, and most profitable airline. But it all starts with you. So that's an example from Southwest. Uh, if you look at KLM, Royal Dutch Airlines, for instance, their purpose is moving your world. Uh, Adidas says, inspire consumers to change their life through sports. Uh, and Le Pain Quotidien, as a restaurant chain, says we create meaningful connections. So what you see is that the purpose doesn't necessarily have to be related with your core offering. Uh, I think uh, if you look at Zappos, for instance, uh, which is a fantastic example, 
um, Zappos in, in, in the US has delivering happiness as purpose. And they have, uh, it's an online shopping facility for uh, shoes and fashion, delivering happiness. So pretty cool. Um, so my question to you is, you see uh, the clock running in a moment. We have three minutes. Uh, if you want to just uh, reflect, think, what would you say is your purpose? And a purpose generally is an active statement. It's short, uh, not related necessarily to the core product, but really describes why are you here as a brand or as a company. And if you find it difficult, you could say, hmm, what is the world going to miss if I would no longer be here? So what difference do I really make? Um, and I'm actually suggesting we do this via chat, Jorn, but we can also, since we're not a huge group, uh, we can do it plenary. What do you suggest? Yeah, I think that last uh, would, be a, would be a good option. Yeah, so, so simply yeah. talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So purpose. Does anybody want to join in and give their two cents about their purpose of their, of their co-living operator? I'm not sure whether you're all operators, but every company has a purpose. Anybody want to join in? Yeah, I'll Do I need? No, don't, don't call, call me. I'll go, I'll go first. Um, we... Um, so we operate out of Singapore. Um, we started off with a very, uh, with a very. You're, you're dropping out. You, you, you dropped out, uh, Getan. I don't think he can hear us. And I don't think he can hear us. Getan, you dropped out. Okay, he's gone. Okay, any, anyone Richard, else who would like maybe, to? Uh... Maybe, sorry, Richard, maybe you can tell us because I think what you do is very interesting. Uh, yeah, so I've jumped on the co-living bandwagon to provide rental accommodation for seniors. So we specialise in the seniors sector. Um, I know a lot of co-living is very focused on millennials. Um, good for them. Um, but there is actually a really big need for, I'm seeing a laugh over there, um, there's actually a very big need for um, seniors, not only um, affordable and appropriate rental accommodation, but also the, the trying to kill that loneliness aspect and make sure we can have them in an environment where they can interact with people of like mind and, and have a better quality of life. Absolutely. So and, literally and take the principles of all you guys, what you guys do with your uh, millennials and adapting that to the seniors market. Great. Well, if you would, uh, I think there's... Sorry, if you would summarize that, Richard, like in a, in a brief statement, uh, like a purpose statement generally is, is just a couple of words because then it's something that you can spread easily. How would you define that? Rental accommodation for seniors. Which already, I think, makes a big difference. Yeah. Gaten, uh, can you hear us again? Yeah, sorry, I'm back. Can we hear you um, again? Yeah, you can. Yeah, sure. So, um, so we started off um, focusing on a very transient population because we're in Singapore. People come in and out, change their circumstances and their lives. 
and we got the biggest kick out of seeing people find their new nests and their bunch of, you know, their, their, their new group of friends um, at a time where they were very vulnerable and very, you know, in need of some sort of support network. And I think that really helps us understand what we're doing and and the teams focus on the right things, um, you know, fostering that, that serendipity in a way by helping people find, you know, peace of mind when they when they settle in and they come to a new country. Um, it's taken some time for us to onboard that. I don't think that that, that mission has spread across all the other departments, but from a customer-facing frontliner's perspective, that's, um, that's what got us going. And how would you how would you summarize the purpose in a few words of Hamlet? That's a key question. Huh? I'm not uh, sure. Actually, I don't sorry. know if you can hear us. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, uh, okay, my, okay. My giving me shit. Um, creating nests, something like that. Sounds a bit corny, but I think there's really this idea that we can can help people recreate their nests. Okay. Cool. Uh, Asha, maybe your, your purpose, uh, we'll come back to that later, as Selena, because you thought about this. Uh, how, how, how does it sound? Um, you mean Selena's purpose or my purpose? You <laughs> <laughs> choose. Um, well, since we're talking about uh, co-living co spaces and uh, hospitality, I think Selena would be great to share here. Um, so Selena's purpose is to inspire meaningful and authentic connections. So that's just in a nutshell. And we'll hear a bit more about that story. How did we arrive to it a little bit later? But, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so shall we go on, Jorn? Yeah. Then let me share my screen again, inshallah. Hmm. That was a good idea, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, I think your purpose statement, you want to keep it brief. Uh, it's generally uh, with starting with an active verb or has an active verb in it, which is really directing as a common north, like where do you want everybody to go? Where do you want your customers, your clientele, your guests, your community to see your brand and why would they want to join you? And that's, uh, I would say, the foundation of reverse thinking. Uh, whereby reverse thinking really is the opposite of, uh, let's say, the uh, traditional way where, I mean, many people in hospitality would start with products and services and think of what logistical process do we need and then through management and working climate, you would get to a certain staff behavior, certain interaction leading to guest experience or customer experience as a final outcome whereby you might choose to to reverse that and say, well, what is the experience you want to have, which is related to the purpose that you have? Uh, and how do we need to interact either online or offline with our community? And what culture and leadership would contribute to that behavior? And only then think about, so 
what kind of logistical process and what kind of offering would then be supportive. That you could see is the uh, relevance blueprint, if you want, uh, as a common north. I talked about it before. Uh, let's show you how that really works. Going from a good to a consistently memorable customer experience requires reverse thinking and engineering. Experience engineering starts by capturing your dream and destination. Start with an appealing why, your reason of being. Then describe your who. What is your desired identity? Design your fan stories. What are your happy customers sharing with others? What is their desired customer experience? Take these to design the optimal staff behavior and interaction. What do we expect from staff to create the desired customer experience? Then redesign the optimal working climate, which stimulates the desired behavior. And the optimal leadership, whereby managers become guiding stewards. Next phase. Paint yourself a clear picture of the desired future. Dare to become a leader. Originate, inspire others, and challenge the status quo, like game changers do. Dare to make a difference. Dare to lead change. Be the change. Measure progress and celebrate success. Think reverse, because people are the experience, and experience is the marketing. What is the change that you will lead? So um, if you look at examples, and Selena is coming later, uh, you see KLM, for instance, uh, with their purpose moving your world, uh, their identity aviation pioneer. So you might wonder, really, I'm working at luggage handling. Am I an aviation pioneer? And they said, yes, all 30,000 at KLM are aviation pioneers because uh, what you see is if you find a way to do luggage handling, like even if it's like one second faster than we currently do, just think about how much time we save. And we can be pioneering, and the KLM is pioneering in, in many ways. Uh, I think Adidas, great example where you see how purpose and identity come together like yin and yang. I mean, if you, and initially when we started this pilot, it was a pilot in Russia for 15,000 coworkers. And um, they had sales representative or retail sales associates. Now, what does a retail sales associate do? They sell. So if you want to inspire customers to change their life through support, you need to be inspiring, obviously. So they, we turned the whole crew, the whole community into coaches uh, and made them coaches in the stores. Sales went through the roof. And, and this is really when uh, yeah, you see a huge difference. I think um, Le Pen, great example, um, restaurant chain, but say we're about, not about food. I mean, food is what we do and how we do it, but we are here to create meaningful connections like Selena. And they want their guests to feel at home, feel appreciated, recognized. This is now hidden because I cannot share everything because it's proprietary. But if you, for instance, know that you want to feel guests to feel at home, uh, the interaction is to make it personal, either online or offline. And the working climate is family, and then the leadership is creating a community. So that's uh, the fundamental idea, having a blueprint as common north serving basically where you want to go as a company. Who would like to, have, let's say, ask questions or share thoughts about this? Uh, Jordan, I guess, guess I give back to you. Sure. Yeah, I've, I've just seen a uh, question come in from Pat. 
And Pat says, um, do you think we need to reverse what we do and why we do to serve the purpose and provide enriched residence experience? Do you, do you want to comment on that yourself, Pat? Yeah, I would like to. Uh, thanks, Andre, uh, for the wonderful session. Just wanted to ask, like, you know, since this is a new normal uh, for everyone of, of us right now, so do we need to reverse what we think, you know, what we do and why we do? For example, let's take uh, restaurants, right? Restaurants want to serve good food. But uh, do you think after this new normal, they need to rethink instead of just serving the purpose? Now coming to co-living, co-living will always try to offer us a second home for the residents, right? Feel, feel at home. So do you think at this situation, we need to rethink it and probably uh, get some uh, tech involved to provide them that service request and uh, enrich experience? So what are your thoughts on this? Just a reverse uh, thinking on this. Do I take it, Jordan? Yes, please. Uh, I think you need to reverse everything. Uh, if your context changes, and it currently has changed, uh, probably you might want to even redefine your purpose. Uh, if the purpose is still good to go, you want to have everything. We In Dutch, we say we hold it against the light. And, and in other words, you, you really test everything. I mean, is this really contributing to the purpose? I think the nice thing of having a, a, a compelling purpose and an appealing identity. All the questions, and I see Ashley uh, coming from uh, Imar as well. Hi, Ashley. Uh, we've done this in Dubai as well. All questions that you can ask, all, uh, let's say, uh, decisions that you have to make, you consistently can ask yourself, hmm, is this going to contribute to our purpose? Is this helping to live our identity? Uh, is this going to be helpful in order to bring the intended experience to life? And I think great question, Pat. If context change, probably purpose might have to be redefined. Hence, everything might have to be at least, uh, uh, don't put it through the shredder, but uh, be critical about it. And, and probably, yes, redefine where it needs to be redefined. Thanks. Welcome. Ashley, you're up early. Morning, Andre. It's 10.30, so not too early. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm making a mistake. Sorry, going to work to <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Do we have actually, any other questions yeah. from, the, from the group? After the first intro of Andre of reverse philosophy. Um, last one. Um, yeah, go on. Sorry, thank you. Um, looking at... Um, that COVID situation and, and uh, you know, preoccupations of members having changed to sometimes um, you know, almost entirely focused on security and physiological security, making sure that, uh, that that spaces are clean. Do you think we we need to integrate that into our into the experience that we deliver and, and stress it, or is that just the, the technical? the base of your pyramids that needs to be there, but not stressed out. What's the, and then more generally, how do we decipher between what we decide to promote as a purpose, as a brand, and things that we just say, okay, this should be here? Good question. Andre? 
Yeah, I think uh, if you now live in a society where I believe if you listen to experts, there's a split uh, happening between people who are fearful and people who are fearless. Um, I think uh, talking about your uh, safety, security um, is crucial. I think for both groups, um, you probably want to make it inclusive uh, in your messaging but not, let's say, the only message. Because if it's the only message, I would say, if you think reverse, you want to give people a feeling of comfort, whatever you, you offer. And then uh, if it's just about safety and security, it's a bit like El Al. If you fly El Al, for instance, you get the best security screening in the world. And you know, by flying El Al, you know that you will arrive safe. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but you usually have to put your put your pants down to fly an island. <laughs> true true <laughs> story. It only happens to you, I guess. <laughs> no, but uh, I think if if I look at uh, KLM's positioning, for instance, about it, um, the, they the, the way they position their measures for security, safety, uh, they add to my comfort. I'm not a fearful guy. I guess I'm one of the fearless. But still, yeah, it makes me feel good. But if the only message is, hey, we're the more often you say we're safe, we're safe, we're safe, the less safe you will feel, I would say. So think reverse again. How, what is the experience you want to create? What is the identity you want to create? And then whatever your messaging will be, they'll have to contribute to that. In the case of Selena, Asha will talk about it later. Uh, when you talk about connections, uh, and you want to be uh, inspiring and, and meaningful, then that's the positioning you want to have, no matter what the topic is. Thank you. Welcome. Any other questions? And Sorry, you went. That's all right. Um, I, th I think I'm familiar now with, with Start Reverse uh, for a couple of years now and with the whole philosophy around it. And a lot of people think that it's, it's, it's normal to start with, with purpose and it's normal to start with why. They all think they do it, but not many companies actually do it. So what would be your suggestion for maybe some of these startups, the entrepreneurs here in the group, um, to go about building a business around this? Maybe a very broad question, but what, what, what in your experience have you seen where things go wrong when people build their businesses? It's a question to the group? No, to, to you. Um, when people build a business, I often see they get carried away um, because of the product they love or the concepts they have created and they are so uh let's say immersed in in let's say creating the product to the next level spending a shit lot of money in getting a logistical process right but really forgetting about well do i really connect with my target audience in the right way um am i delivering the right message because uh, you know i guess we all know the mousetrap theory building the, the best mousetrap in the world doesn't mean that everybody will buy it from you um mm -hmm. i think even uh, and it doesn't really matter what startup you have or what scale up you have i think uh, the, the blueprint um, 
let's say creating it is one thing and it's I know I'm doing this now for about 20 years. It's bloody impactful if you do it right. And Selena and then thanks again, Asha, for being there. They do it right. And I think what they do uh, better than most others is they don't compromise on what's in the blueprint. Like Citizen M Hotels, Gaten, we talked about it. Everything yeah. they do is, is, let's say, bloody consistent. Every time, again, decision-making, does this contribute to the purpose? Does this help deliver identity? To what extent is it going to help improve the experience our guests have? So I think um, probably your, your question, the main mistake I see happening is uh, that the love for the invention uh, is so big that people forget to really think reverse. Like, then how do I get this to, to the audience in a way that works for that audience. Falling in love yeah. with the solution and not the problem kind of thing. Yeah, correct. And don't compromise. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, another thing I was thinking about, the aspect of how you build a team around your purpose is equally important because as the founders, you may have uh, it all figured out and you're not just focusing on your product, but you're also focusing on your experience and your why and your blueprint. But then how do you attract the right team around that, uh, the business that you're building? And how do you make sure you get the DNA infused with, um, with what you've created? And, and how do you keep that consistent while you're scaling? Yeah, we, we, we created like a reverse HR cycle uh, and HR doesn't stand for human resources in our terminology, but for human relations. Uh, I mean, and that's just a, an example, just one word can make so much difference. And I think human hmm. resources is, is a disgrace. Um, and then it starts with uh, attract. So you want to make sure that you attract the right people. Uh, like Ashley on the call, uh, we, we've done a great, great project in, in Dubai. Uh, maybe Ashley, you want to talk about it a bit later, but where we invested a lot of time, resources into how do we attract the right people? And then the next phase would be how do we cast them or audition them? Make sure that before we give them a job that we know they really are a great match with the blueprint that we have. So living, uh, if you have behaviors, for instance, take Selena, uh, if you want to have, uh, let's say, connections, then you want to have people who are naturally connecting. So the next step would immerse, how do you immerse them in your brands? And then uh, the next phase we see in the reverse HR cycle is grow. Yeah? And then after grow, you can recognize and then you want to sustain. So from attract to cast to immerse to grow, recognize sustain is a it's a let's say it's a more fun cycle than when i used to work for hilton and it was the higher to fire cycle yeah. this is a bit a little bit different in fact maybe a nice anecdote on day one working me working for hilton i decided okay max one year i came from marriott <laughs> i joined hilton and anybody has a hilton background if so no offense i met the Two president years. You did get it, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I met the president. Sorry? Accor. Accor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so I met the president of Hilton, uh, but he was sitting in his office 20 meters from the entrance and uh, I was introduced by the VPHR and he says, this is Mr. Strand, our president, and he made this gesture and I made the mistake of thinking I could walk into his office and then he stopped me and said, no, 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 you don't go to the office of the president. And I thought, really? Okay. Next yeah. one year. Yeah. It, what I just picked up, uh, one of the words was casting. So that is a very, you know, unfamiliar word, I think, in HR practices. So when you say casting, I know that with Citizen M, um, they literally uh, uh, stage people and, and ask them to almost perform. Is that right? And, and it is not just an hour, but it goes across a couple of days. Actually, maybe you can do like a live testimonial uh, in terms of uh, what kind of casting we've done for, uh, for the address in Dubai. Yeah, Andre, I'd, I'd be happy to. Um, you know, your ca ca um, casting for me as well was a completely foreign term. You know, of course, you think of it in its traditional sense of being in sort of the performance, acting, sort of that... Mm aspect of um, you know, drama and it's not something that you necessarily relate to well my industry hospitality um, but essentially that's exactly what you're looking for you're looking for someone who's able to live that brand brand ambassadors that embody what it is you're looking for once you've established your purpose and so um, in uh, Dubai back in oh wow Andre when was it March now February, yeah. March yeah yeah, we uh, underwent casting um, for our hotel brand after we'd sort of revisited our blueprint and uh, refreshed it um, according to what we thought were, you know, exactly what I guess we're looking for. And so we underwent this uh, casting exercise, which was over uh, the course of uh, four different days. Um, and we invited the teams in and it was, it was a whole day in experience wherein we had um, the team members run through various activities like um, one very memorable one was, um, you know, building a, a bridge together out of spaghetti and marshmallows. Another was um, flowers and presents, an exercise where you give um, compliments as well as sort of constructive criticism um, to one another and you just uh, us as um, judges or observers simply just watched and looked to see what kind of behaviors the team members which were already on board with us were exhibiting and how we see those behaviors fitting in or not with uh, the blueprint and the purpose that we wanted to carry forward I mean I don't, and, don't and think words can really do do justice to explaining the experiential value of it. And the teams absolutely loved it as well. You know, it's nothing like they've ever experienced when you consider like a traditional sit down interview, you know, tell me about yourself, tell me about yeah. your experience versus, you know, an immersive casting. And a cool part. What are, uh, your, what are, what, mm, what are your five, five worst traits? What are your best traits and where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, really. Now, the cool part is that we, after every casting, we were able to, let's say, come to a conclusion and a selection. Uh, and, and people were like, managers were totally surprised. They thought, really? I thought Jim or Joe or Josephine would be on top. And they actually were kicked out by everybody. Uh, because then you see that because you take people out of context, you don't look at them how they are on the job, but how they are as a human being. And I think we don't want them to be our brand ambassador. And I think that's Selena, same thing. Um, it sounds very harsh, forgive me for saying it, but rubbish in, rubbish out. Even if you have two people on the property, if you have a community run by two people, if you have the two great people matching with your brands, with your blueprints, uh, fantastic, because they will help you grow it. But if you have, just imagine that one out of the two is, is out of line, is, is off brands, it's 50% of the people connection that you have on your premises and you will have, and that's again, back to your point earlier, Jorn, uh, one of the reasons why I see some brands be bloody successful and others fail miserably because they just don't understand yeah. the people part. Yeah. I think I think that's that's fantastic to hear. And and um, one of the things I experienced as well um, when reapplying this sort of theory is that all the questions that are asked in meetings can be answered a lot quicker. Yeah. So whatever question you have, whether it is, hey, we want to buy this um, software program, you can very quickly dismiss it or actually take it on board by going back to your purpose and does it actually serve the why or not? And that goes into very detail, even to the color of your, of, of your mattress. And it's a silly, silly example. Uh, is, is, is that what you, what you see as well growing within those companies that really embrace this, this method? Totally. Because uh, technological questions, facilities, design, uh, next to, of course, people casting, everything else can be, uh, let's say, confronted. I mean, if you take the blueprints, does it uh, help? Uh, does it bring the purpose to life, etc.? Does this help to lift the experience we want to create? Yeah. And, and it also empowers, I think, people on the floor because when they come up, against questions from guests or issues, they can actually solve it by going back in their mind and say, hey, the action yeah. I'm gonna take now, how is this gonna serve? How is this going to contribute to the greater good of uh, what we're trying to reach here? Okay, yeah. um, I've got a question here. Um, what do you think, Andre, is the best way for someone who really doesn't get it to learn to think reverse and to really start with the purpose and not just from the product? Not meant as a commercial, but buy my book. <laughs> Let's buy, buy the book. I do that. I just, you know, I'm, I'm just so, <laughs> like, you blew me away. I was like, wow, just those two words. Think was a, I, uh, yeah, but apart from your book, uh, which is obviously a great start, maybe put a link in the chat, please, if possible, so everybody can take a look at it. Um, sometimes it's just a question of really, mind switching do you understand what i want to say and i was wondering what do you think is the best way for someone to actually understand the importance of it to take um and and, and again not meant as a commercial but if you look at the book the whole the whole uh, book is set up that you go from chapter to chapter uh, if you finish the book you you've and you've done all the assignments you've got your own blueprint 
Um, and then everything you do, you can again test it. Okay, this decision making, I'm meeting this new girlfriend, uh, is she gonna live, uh, live up to my blueprint? No, just kidding. But every decision that you can make, um, you can again hold it against your blueprints. And I think um, if you look at it professionally, you wanna look at uh, great performers. Um, and we mentioned uh, uh, the address in Dubai. If you look at Rove in Dubai, it's a fantastic example. Uh, outperforming the markets with their first six hotels in Dubai. They were on one, two, three, four, five, six in TripAdvisor in the three-star markets, but outperforming 80 to 90% of the four and five-star hotels in terms of experience. Why? Not because they're beautiful hotels, because they're not. They're, they're nice hotels, really nice, but there are way more beautiful hotels in Dubai. But the experience is fantastic the uh, relations are, let's say, superhuman and super authentic. And I think if you don't get reverse by uh, reading the book, creating your own blueprints, mm. and at least look at some hero brands, like what did they do right? Lush Cosmetics, Citizen M Hotels, Selena Hotels, Rove Hotels, Hamlet One Day, Caton. Uh, uh, and, and I think that's going to make a, a big difference. You know Lush Cosmetics? They, the guys in Australia would know it, yeah. So let me uh, type it. I can't. Lush is in L-U-S-H? Yes. Yes. Now we have a company in UK. Well, we, there is a yeah. company with shops in UK and they do like really nice soaps and yeah. smellies That's that it. you're talking about. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, I yeah. do. And if you get into those stores, and I visited seriously, I, I make a, a hobby out of it, um, probably in more than 50 countries. Um, and I've seen Lush so many, so many times and not once have they disappointed me, which is... I think uh, quite incredible uh, because every time, and yes, the design is nice and you either hate it or, or you love it, the smell, um, but I don't go in for the smell. I go in for the experience and you see really authentic people and not because they have tattoos and green hair or whatever. And sometimes they do, which I think it's fine. You see real people making real connections and the storytelling, every product has a story. And that's also to your earlier point, your, uh, one of my recommendations, make sure that you have a story to tell. What's the story of your, your brands? What's the story of your services or products that you deliver? So don't talk about features and benefits, but make it a compelling story that makes a bloody difference. And at, at Lush, sorry, I'm, getting, I'm get carried, getting carried away. I think they do such a fantastic job in, in um, the relevance of massage bars, foam balls, whatever. There's a story behind it. And the story, they bring it across in a very credible way. So, and if you then still don't get it, then I guess I give up. <laughs> okay. I think it's, uh, I, I, I really like, I don't know, I think it's called, so excuse my English, I am, uh, I am Italian, so sometimes I still have my Italian brain on. Uh, but I think it's called cross-pollination, where yeah. you take an example from one industry and you really see what they've done as in like core values, like what you're saying and purpose and everything. And then you apply it to a total different industry. And I personally think that that's a, a, one of the best formula for innovation to really kind of like 
you know, broaden your mind into something like that. So I, I, I really like that you're giving a lot of examples. I love that. Yeah, and that's in the book as well. I talk about Tesla, how Tesla is incredibly engaging. Uh, what I love about Tesla is the moment they designed their first car and they shared the patents, uh, like opening up. So we can learn from each other. And I think in hospitality, we should do that much more often. And I think I that's what Selena does a fantastic example, uh, sharing the blueprint. I asked Dennis, can I show the blueprint? Yeah, show it all, he said. So, shall we, shall we go Selena? Yeah, shall we go there? Yeah. As I said, talking about Selena, let's let's move to um, that part of the session. Very good. <clears throat> so quickly as an introduction. Um, so I said before we did this blueprint approach for row for students to tell citizen, but also Selena. Um, and I have a quick message from a good friend of mine, but first a quick introduction on the Selena Blueprint. In a world designed to bring us closer together, we seem to be growing further apart. At Selena, our sole purpose is to inspire authentic and meaningful connections. We, as the Selena Connectors, can make this happen together. Connecting people, places, and cultures is at the heart of everything we do. This is the Selena Blueprint. Think of it like the North Star guiding us on our mission. If you look to the top line, this is our desired Selena experience. It identifies the four key feelings we want our guests to experience in every Selena around the world. The next row outlines what behaviors our employees adopt to ensure we achieve our desired guest experience. By adopting these, we become Selena connectors. The third line, this is our culture the working climate that activates our behaviors as connectors. These are our core values that define the Selena movement. The fourth line, these are the behaviors of our leadership. Each and every one of you are the leaders we hope will look to bring this movement to life. No matter your role, you... So I'll put it in, in a static uh, movement. Beautiful uh, film uh, you created, Asha. Uh, really, really very inspiring um, oh, thank you. Uh, you see it's all coming together in this blueprint and then before Asha is going to uh, explain what the blueprint has done for Selena here's a quick message from uh, our mutual friend uh, Dennis Asha um, my name is Dennis I am overseeing the global operations at Selena um, on top of operations I'm also overseeing the, the global guest experience um, I wanted to share some interesting insights um, that we have experienced as a company worldwide uh, with the, the use uh, of Start Reverse and our blueprints. We started this journey about uh, two years ago now, um, and the whole implementation of the about 75 locations worldwide took about a year. And the insight we found was really uh, amazing. Uh, the fact that we've activated and trained all of our employees on driving a certain set of behaviors that will generate uh, a set of feelings in our employees and our guests was absolutely spectacular and had a huge impact on our net promoter score. Uh, we saw a, a, drama, a dramatic increase in our MPS in, across all board. Um, this has been a, a game changer for our engagement as well, not only the guest MPS, 
uh, to COP, but also the ENPS, the employee engagements, went through the roof. So uh, the only thing I, I can say is that by having a common north, a common purpose, by having a common set of behaviors that help drives the feeling of our customers and of our teams, um, is an outstanding engagement strategy for our team. But it's uh, above all an, an amazing strategy to drive um, loyalty amongst our guests and generate uh, a high net promoter score. So, um, in, in my experiences in the two companies that I recently uh, worked with, one was AlpeQ, Lovatina, now Salina, uh, where I've been personally been the head of implementation for, for um, our two blueprints. And the start reverse concept has been an absolutely um, success uh, for my experience. So, uh, Ashta, our product experience director, and Selena will share more uh, of those uh, those insights with, with details and slides and data uh, that will back up my uh, my, my excitement here. So, uh, thanks a lot for creating this, uh, Andre. Uh, this is an outstanding solution for the whole hospitality. Thank you. Bye. Sounds sweet. Oh, <laughs> so Asha, I think uh, over to you. Okay, great. Thanks so much, Andre, uh, for this. <laughs> okay, let me share my slides. Okay, can everyone see my screen? Yes, yeah, starting up. Perfect. We are all very jealous of that. <laughs> yeah, so I put some beautiful picture to just bring us a little bit of. Um, into travel spirit. This is one of our locations in Antigua because I'm sure some of you might be wondering. Um, so super excited to be here. Thanks so much to Andre for inviting me uh, and to Jorn for having us. And I am super excited to share this simply because I am a huge, huge fan of the Start Reverse solution that Andre has created. And I have been part of together with Dennis of implementing it and seeing its impact within Selena and um, maybe a little bit of my background um, as well <laughs> should help with the connecting a little bit of the dots. So my background is I'm a mathematician. I, uh, what I like my inner purpose is to uh, inspire change through, through data. And so for what I do within Selena is measuring, uh, measuring experience, measuring culture, so not only implementing the blueprint, but also measuring it and seeing it in data has been truly inspiring uh, to see for myself and also for others, just to, not to see only, not only to hear the stories, but also to see that actually these stories are being reflected and supported with data. So I wanted to tell you a little bit of a story with the blueprint. Uh, and also this kind of reflects a little bit of the story, uh, of my personal story with Selena. Um, and uh, first of all, I'm not sure how many of you are you familiar with Selena itself, so just maybe a few words. Selena, uh, Selena is the hospitality network which uh, brings together different types of products such as accommodation, uh, which has different styles of accommodations like hostels, style dorms, private rooms, unique rooms, and then it brings together co-work into those locations. Um, and then there is a restaurant and a bar, and there are yoga classes, there are events. If you go to some locations, you might find a music studio. Some other locations will have surf club where you can learn how to surf. So uh, the idea is to bring all of those products together so that you can create um, 
this um, super inspiring place, which the heart of it is experience to bring people together and help them to connect with each other. And when I started two and a half years ago, um, I have, um, let me see, is this, in this slide. When I started two and a half years ago, I had been hired uh, as the global experience director and I was tasked to, uh, to, with this objective to deliver disruptive selling experience. So this was uh, the very beginning of my journey at Selena. And I remember um, my questions uh, as I was just starting was to understand, okay, what is Selena experience? How do we define it? Um, first of all, um, also with my mathematical brain, of course, I needed to understand, okay, how do we define experience? And then how do we define what is Selena experience? So I went around and I spoke with different departments, with different teams, and uh, everyone has the answer. Everyone can tell you exactly what is Selena experience, but everyone will tell it in their own words. Everyone uh, will ex try to express, you know, the feeling or the essence of the DNA. And then there will be departments that actually try to answer those questions. There were entire brand books written with um, 10 different values describing uh, the, um, the Selena experience. And there was a culture. Uh, values separately in a different department. So it was all over the place and it was a little bit difficult to really start, um, first of all, measuring what it, a Selena experience and then also um, implementing and uh, executing and making, making it happen. Um, so this was a challenge all the, until Dennis joined us uh, as the uh, VP of culture and experience and then he brought uh, Andrea with the start reverse uh, method that was for me this was a game changer to bring us to Selena because what happened there was uh, and I just believe me I've tried to bring people together and uh, organize focus groups and organize brainstorms bringing leaders together and it's very hard and I'm speaking from experience it is maybe some of you had experienced that, but it's really hard, especially in the company that is growing so rapidly. And I grow, I joined during the scaling period with the company, which was already over 1000 employees. It's very hard to align a company the, from the inside. So uh, one of the huge uh, game changing part was having Andrecom. Uh, who was someone who was an expert in the field doing it for over the 20 years with uh, something that works and that really brought leadership together to, to first of all bring leadership together to agree on something and then moving it forward from there and then the second part of what my from what I've seen is not just uh, having the leaders agree but having um, a structured way to define what is experience and what is it going to define Selena experience? And then a clear process of how to implement that. Truly a, a huge fan, as you can tell, this is a was huge, huge, uh, huge game changer. So with that, we had, uh, this was 2018. This is two years, over two and a half, two years, two and a half years ago, where we had, at the end of 2018, I remember was in London, we got this, uh, for me, game-changing meeting when we had created the Selena Blueprint. And then, so then we had started the 2019 with Blueprint activations across Selena's 
huge, huge, huge fun. I just, these are just some of the photos you can see. You can see smiling faces. You can see um, this. I mean, it is revolutionary. But I'm not sure the, uh, Andrew didn't talk much about it, but um, the way you bring Blueprint to life is through, um, through games and through basically letting people experience those feelings and those, uh, the culture. And through Sorry, Joanne, basic... I'm not seeing your screen at all. Is anyone oh, else? I no, am I, seeing your I screen, Asha, yeah? Yeah, I can, I can see it also. Yeah, all right. Okay, that's just me. Sorry. Um, sorry, Richard. Do you, should I stop and restart again? For... Let me do that. So we have everyone. Let me know if you can see. Pictures. Yes, perfect. Okay, excellent. So everyone can see my screen. Wonderful. Um, thanks so much for letting us know. Okay, so blueprint activation. So the uh, so as I was saying, Andre maybe uh, haven't mentioned, but this uh, blueprint activation itself uh, is truly lots of fun, and it's a beautiful culture transformation uh, activities that you do with your teams, and this is what we have experienced while activating the teams was truly uh, heartwarming and transformational and inspirational just to see people shift. We had seen, and this is just some stories that uh, you, we've experienced and we had seen, we had people cry during those activations. I'm sure Andre, you've experienced it yourself as well. This is, it's so powerful to, um, to work with your teams to basically remind them why we do what we do, what is the purpose, what is, um, what are we all, you know, doing it here? Why, like, bring people together, make them feel belo belonging towards one purpose. We had people crying at the end of those activations when they were actually confessing to us. I will, being very honest, I was thinking about quitting, but right now I'm fully charged and really, really want to continue and driven and with so much energy and passion just to continue so this was truly mind-blowing for, for for me to experience and to see uh, so this was 2019 basically most of uh, the first the big part of the first quarter we spent activating first leadership so we want to start from the top so that leaders are always aligned with your um, with the next uh, with, with everyone else then uh, and then we for the queue q2 so the second quarter we had spent activating our locations so basically by first six months we had um completed like the first phase of the initial activations and right from there we could see uh the june mps has skyrocketed culture has skyrocketed so we had started seeing the responses in the data so um this is uh, so one of the this is another thing uh, that I always I'm a big, big supporter of is big believer in what's measure gets done, especially in the companies which are um, already quite big. So I'm not sure how big are yours uh, current teams, but with Selena is currently in the fast growing phase. We are um, I mean, before COVID, we're in about two and a half thousand employees. So with um, 60 over 60 locations, you really want to 
create certain systems in place to really understand better and start measuring things. So um, this was also revolutionary to, this is the brand experience index. This is an, our internal tool to um, measure the experience, culture, and different parts of the department APIs. And so here, just what I want to say is what we've done with, um, with the, once we started activating the blueprint, um, we had also started measuring it. So uh, all the things, the desired experience that you see within, that is designed through the uh, blueprint. So the desired feelings that you want your guests or customers to have, uh, these were measured being, we ask these questions to our, uh, to our guests that stay with us. Uh, we also ask this to our employees. Um, and then we also ask them, did they experience the behaviors that we also uh, designed through the blueprint? And we also, then there's the, the third layer of the culture values. We ask this our employees, do they experience this culture? And we also ask them if do they experience the leadership behavior that we designed through blueprint? all of these things are being measured. The entire blueprint is measured. And then uh, on top of that, the Selena's purpose, which is um, to inspire meaningful and authentic connections is measured through a question. Um, have you made friends when you stayed with us? So we also measure the purpose itself with our guests. So here, you, um, I'm not going to be going into details, but I wanted to just have this slide just so for you to see, this is just a snapshot of the, of the tool. Another really, uh, what I find super important and was very key in implementing it is that our uh, culture team and experience team was one team. So culture, so because also as Andre said, for you to activate the, um, to activate the blueprint, to activate the guest experience that you want to have, it needs to start from the culture and it's um, much easier to do it when you're one team. So we've been uh, working together as one team and we've been measuring it within one tool. So if you didn't nail the culture, your entire um, KPI was low because you, 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 you fail one of those. So this is another thing I found that's um, been very excited that this is supported by, uh, by the leadership in the company and everyone is on board with that. So, um, so now just wanted to show you some of the data. So um, these are the uh, correlations of our guest experience metrics against the guest NPS. Um, so this is, so after 2019 of uh, the whole year of measuring the data, we had the, I, mean, I had the <laughs> extreme pleasure to be checking the correlations and seeing how everything affects each other. And here what we had found um, was, um, for me, I, I find it's another confirmation of what I've seen through the stories and anecdotes through the entire 2019. This is the data just supporting it. What we see here is um, um, that the, so here what you see, Selena experience on the very top, this is the four feelings that are designed through the blueprint measured together in one metric. And then the second one, employee behavior, these are the four behaviors measured through um, uh, one metric. So four behaviors from the blueprint. And these two came on the most correlated metrics to, uh, against the guest NPS. So what does it say is that the, uh, the, the, higher, um, the higher experience of your blueprint within your, um, 
your environments, your communities, the higher engagement or the more raving fans you're creating for, for the brand. So this and Asia, is... If I, if I can just butt in for a bit, I think it's also interesting to see that on the bottom is actually Wi-Fi, shower experience. <laughs> so all the, all the hardware ultimately exactly. doesn't have the most impact on, on the overall brand experience. So that's maybe also going back to, to what you said earlier, uh, get on the safety and security part. Should there be um, at the focus? I think this is your answer. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, thanks so much, Jaron. Exactly. So this is also one of the stories we had found because we also been focused a lot on the basics because, of course, we do want to have our locations to be clean and we want them to be safe. And of course, Wi-Fi is important. But then uh, at the end of the day, what you see here, the story is that it's the experience. So uh, very top is the blueprint. And then the third one is customer service, which is, again, the experience. So this is the interaction and how you interact with your with your customers is what really, really yeah. matters at the end of the day. And so that also supports the Andre um, story. Then one more slide I wanted to share. This is also, we also measure culture. Um, and we are pretty aggressive with our culture measurement. We measure culture every month. We send the culture survey and we have over 70% response rates. So uh, it's a, uh, for me, that's the first sign of engagement that people actually respond to our surveys, people care. Um, and uh, then these are the, I didn't, I'm not showing all the metrics with you because I just didn't want to uh, take mm -hmm. the entire screen, but I've, sh I've chosen some of them just to, for us also to see against what are the things that um, compare uh, against those that are blueprint ones. So here we see the metrics again, compared against employee engagement, which is measured through the ENPS. And Selena culture, let me grab it, I have a pointer, yes. Okay, Selena culture here is a metric that uh, brings together the uh, experience of four values, which were defined through uh, the uh, culture uh, in the blueprint. So for Selena, that's being authentic, playful, um, accepting, and slip is an educational learning one and so this is the selena culture measures here and leadership behavior is the one from the blueprint here as well so if, uh, checking are your leaders humble honest inspiring and empowering so these two these are the blueprint related ones and you can see that uh, they are very very high and uh, in one of the most correlated ones with engagement um, so again blueprint on the very top and something, another thing that I found extremely interest, interesting here, and perhaps that answers some of the questions from uh, some of you earlier in terms of uh, like how, like what is the, um, what is important in delivering, making it happen is we also measure, and there are two things we measure. So we measure um, how much uh, people believe in the company purpose. So we ask them, how much do you believe that Selena inspires meaningful and authentic connections? And this is the one on the very top. And you can see this is the most correlated one, which is, by the way, this is, I have excluded some of the metrics, but there's no more correlated metric than this one. Actually, than these two, these are the most correlated ones. Mm -hmm. um, and the one that's most correlated is uh, people actually believing in your purpose is the ones that are the most engaged. And then interestingly, you can see, I also highlighted here in the very bottom, we also measure do you know the company purpose? So this is a very question. We also want to know because 
part of the activating your team really to know what's the purpose to start with uh, and then of course you activate the, all the uh, essential experience and culture elements to it of the blueprint uh, and so we also measure if they know the company purpose and uh, of course this is also it also correlates with your engagement however it's um, it's basically very much no comparison with uh, the difference it makes from knowing your purpose to actually believing in it in your teams. So, and then that's how a, do you... That's yes, a very cool insight. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. We didn't actually know, we didn't expect this. I was uh, very, very uh, um, intrigued to find this and this is, I mean, it makes sense. Like this is, by the way, Selena's future success. This is also the um, another question we ask: Do you how much do you believe in the future success of the, of the company? So really, um, like I think the another uh, takeaway or insight from here is really making your teams to have engaged teams. So just to coming back to the slide Andres showed earlier, that those that sleep at the desk and just are shift survivors, but those that are really driven and drive your company performance uh, forward are the people who believe in your company purpose and believe in your future success. So um, this was uh, yeah. really, really beautiful to find out. So yeah, this, thanks so much. Can for... I just ask a question, Asha? Of course. So you casually said it was it, it's difficult to um, set in motion these processes from within there was Correct. at the beginning of your can yes. you ex, ex, um, maybe maybe um, go into that in a bit more detail why is that the case so um, maybe I, I will give my opinion and I'm sure Andre might have more insights in that since he worked with different companies and I'm sure he had seen the difference uh, from as being some uh, external expert. From my experience was uh, when you do it from within, um, it's so I, so I join in as the director of experience and of course my, um, my incentive was, okay, I need to define Selena's uh, experience and Selena's purpose because um, I need to uh, I need to understand it for my my experience department then of course there was another there is a culture director who needs to do the same for culture and then there will be um, a strategy department which needs to define their uh, purpose so there's um, kind of feels like there is um, it's hard to bring people together to make one decision this was my yeah. experience. It just felt like who is there to decide when we, when you come in, even when you come in a brainstorm and we maybe even agreed on something, even if you have some, maybe you narrowed down to something, it was still hard to just say, okay, that's it. We're going to yeah. forget everything else and move forward. Like that moment where you cut it away. Um, that was one, which was one part that was challenging. And second part was also coming um, not having like a clear structure, which Andre came with a clear structure. This is the blueprint, these are boxes, very simple. These are the boxes we're gonna fill in. And once we fill these boxes from tomorrow, that's the only truth. And just having having your leaders in one room say, yes, we had actually people, our HR making, remember Andre? 
Angie was making a video of this. I can't believe we had finally aligned after years and agreed on one. And she made a video like, I will hold you accountable <laughs> because it was so hard. And I haven't been the first one who tried. There were so many people who tried before and people were, please, please have, have this, make this brainstorm the last one. And it was, um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, maybe Andre, you have some insights here. Why is it, why is it so hard from the inside versus outside? One word, ego. <laughs> yeah uh, or a lot of egos <laughs> yeah 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 what I thought yeah. I mean, I mean and, and of course guys um, if you have people who are passionate about uh, what you're doing who you're being uh, you need people with with I think not necessarily great egos for the sake of great egos but you want to have people who make a difference who are there who believe and I think at Selena and, and many other uh, Blueprint sessions, we saw really, we had, yes, we had a lot of fun, a lot of inspiration, but that was more the relief like uh, we've done, we, we've, we've accomplished, let's say, I, I remember our first evening on, on, the, on the canals in Amsterdam. It was such a big relief that we had at least done part of it because uh, people, uh, they were willing to let go of their personal, um, let's say preferences, like fighting over words. And then suddenly you, you realize it's, it shouldn't be wordsmithing. We, and I, what I said repeatedly, you will never get to a blueprint where there's 20 boxes that everybody would have chosen exactly those boxes. But you need to be happy about what's the direction we're taking. Uh, first of all, and I think that's uh, generally about one third of the time, just one box purpose. Finding your purpose, aligning on the purpose. Once you've done that, the rest becomes easier. And I think you remember when we got the left part done, the why, who, how, and what, the experience, the uh, definition became a lot easier. And once that was done, all the other boxes just fell into place. Yep. But yeah, I remember uh, a couple of uh, heated discussions. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> But it's, and, and, it's, the it's, and, the, and the further up you are in the development of your company, I, I guess it, it becomes more difficult. So the, the sooner you do this, I can imagine, mm -hmm. the easier it is. Is that right? Yes and no. Uh, it really depends on, uh, and that's what I, I um, admire companies like Rolf, like Selena, for uh, people who are really there and, and love the brand. And they are the brand. So even yeah. if it's a new show, um, I remember I had a, a company of six people who started and they said, yeah, we don't need to talk about purpose. We got our purpose. Okay, so that's fine. Then maybe let's just spend 15 minutes on it. Can we do that? Yeah, we don't need to. Just give me those 15 minutes. Okay. Three and a half hours later, they have <laughs> not agreed on the purpose. But what I did, I split them in two and said, if you have a purpose, then fine. Uh, let's make two groups. I gave them two old-fashioned flip-overs and said, you, you decide in one corner without looking and listening to the other, what do you think is your purpose? Well, those three already didn't agree. The other three didn't agree. But then it took them really like the whole morning to align on the purpose. And then they understood, yeah. shit, we are about building a new company, a build, building a new brand. We need to align on this. And uh, yeah, that's, it, it's funny. But we've done this uh, take KLM uh, company with uh, 100 years plus history. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't have a purpose. So it's not like changing it, but it's like defining it. And it's, it's in a way, it's, 
I think it's humbling that a CEO actually admire or admits, guys, yes, we had a mission. And it, it, actually, it was a boring mission. Uh, we still have a boring mission, but let's add on top of it a really compelling purpose. So that's, and, and it works. It, it, it doesn't really matter. It works across the globe, uh, across industries, old and new company. Yeah. Fantastic. Asha, thanks for your... Uh... Contribution. Are there any questions from the the rest of the participants? And I think um, we can do it uh, maybe by unmuting instead of the the chat because the group is not that large anymore. No. Any questions for Asia or for Andre? Can I ask my question? Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I really like, uh, oh, sorry. I just remembered I'm not in video. I don't like that, sorry. So I, uh, Asia, great presentation. I love the visuals as well, like really engaging. Um, I love that you analyze all the data, but what I really would like to understand is what, what do you think is the most helpful part for you of having all of this data? And what do you think is the, like, how does it help to better delivery uh, the hardware, as uh, Andres said. Um, so, how does the having the data help? Or no, of of course, having the data help. But I mean, what what do you think is the most helpful part of it? Okay, so okay, so there's there's a lot of uh, answers that, that come to my mind because really one thing having the data doesn't gonna that's not gonna change anything it's really how right. do you engage your teams with that data yes. so first of all people need to be knowing that's some so simple need to know that this data exists and need to know how this data is going to help me with my everyday work it needs to be trustworthy so this is another thing it sounds so easy but it's it's not it's not so simple just to make sure that uh, people need to um, know where to find it and know exactly that every time they look at it, it's accurate. So this is another thing that when you when you work with um, a lot of different departments, that's just when when it comes becomes tricky. And then what really um, I think what really helped with um, what we did was making sure we did a lot of trainings, meetups. Um, and really meeting, like offering up. If you don't understand, have a one-on-one -on -one with us. We're gonna walk you through. We basically grab them by their hand and walk. Like this is the data. This is how it works. Very simple. Making every single thing extremely simple, easy to understand, and then uh, really explaining what does it mean, how does it help you with your work. With this is this, what should you do? very just breaking it down because people don't have time especially in operations it's just it's it's crazy they need very simple solutions and very quickly and then another thing is uh, there's always a lot of priorities and just how do you make this a priority it's uh, and uh, unfortunately or maybe fortunately that's um what it's the way what we did we had brand experience index so there's an entire index that brings experience culture and different elements to it is one index is uh one of the it's a third most important kpi with it for everybody in operations right next to EBITDA and revenue so it's basically making sure it's on everyone's radar and it's presented next to pnl 
it's just it's like your PNL. You talk about experience as it's like as it's as important as your as the money at the end of the day. Eighth mm. penny is on board. <laughs> What's that? That's strong, okay. yeah. Getan is on board. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions um, from hi, the group? Can I take, hi, hello. Hi, Anna. Hi. Hi, how are you? It's really great to see you. And then, can you guys hear me? Yes, yes. we can hear you. Yeah. Wow, that was brilliant. I'm, I'm really, really very emotional right now. This is absolutely what all the companies need, I think, not just co-living. Um, so I have a really personal question because my family runs hospitality businesses in the Maldives. I'm not part of it. Uh, so I, my question is, uh, well, sometimes the CEO, he has a purpose, um, but how do, is, is there a structure, is there a strategy uh, that uh, the CEO can actually communicate to the rest of the people uh, what their purposes are? Because I see in, in my family that they run a lot of resorts, but uh, the CEO can be my uncle and he probably sits by the desk and the marketing is separated in another country. So is there, is there, my question is, is there a way we can get into the CEO's ego and uh, define the purpose? So uh, is this just a very personal question that I that just crossed my mind? No, that's great. And you're in the Maldives right now, is that right, Anna? I'm in Singapore, actually. My company Are you back is in Singapore? Singapore? I live in Singapore. So Roof is in is Singapore company, but we just, uh, we just expand to the Maldives because uh, this is exactly the reason why we had to expand because uh, some of the people I'm very close really are looking for solutions to define a purpose. And I think, thank you, Kate, for inviting me and reminding me. Uh, and I think it's very important and I'm really very inspired. I'm, I'm trying to actually ask them to join as well, but none of them are interested uh, to spend some time to learn. Um, okay, yeah, so, yeah. Your, so your question, coming back to your question, do you, do you, would you, um, Andre, would you like to tap into that? So it's, it's a, yeah. quite a, a, a family business, I suppose which is more sensitive than maybe even a business yeah. business. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and Anna, if you are, are uh, willing to share your email address, um, I can, or maybe Kate, you have it. Um, we can communicate directly. I have somebody in Singapore who, who can give you the book. Uh, so that goes even faster. Because oh, so thank nice you. That's, that's so nice of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And and uh, I heard you saying a couple of things, and and one of them was how do we get the purpose in the CEO's head? Uh, it I think it doesn't work like that. Um, and I mean it well. I think, uh, and that's what uh, Asha was referring to, and and we've done it. All the brands. I mean, defining a purpose, it's not a matter of getting the words right but it's more like getting the alignment right. Uh, so if, if it's a purpose uh, coming from HR or operations or from the CEO, then it's HR's purpose or operations purpose or the CEO, the big boss purpose. And I mean, I have seen many companies with purposes like that, which they make sense from a word point of view, but to Asha's point, if you saw the statistics, knowing the purpose or believing in a purpose, 
has a huge difference in terms of uh, engagement and, and my uh, living the brand. So what I recommend is that you find a way uh, to create like a tribe within the family that has uh, representation from the various resorts you work with uh, and not only, let's say, heads of family uh, or only pupils of family, but make a cross selection and start defining, let's say, that purpose together. And if you follow the line in the book, um, I think you can do it yourself. Um, I'm also doing uh, webinars on, on uh, like this, on how to do it. Uh, but you could also have either uh, Asha supporting you from their point of view, if Asha is willing to. And I'm, of course, happy to help out uh, if I can on, on a distance. I could even do a blueprint session on a, on a remote way. Thank you. That's brilliant. I'll try to try to see if that's possible. So I think uh, it, it can be a little impossible because the CEO has this, uh, this mindset that uh, the marketing, the HR is hired to just learn. So I'll try to see if I can get in touch. But in the Maldives, we are kind of trying to, trying to provide solutions um that uh that could help them market uh beyond uh what it actually really is uh, on the website i'm i'm happy to connect and i'm currently in singapore i have a company co-living company roof but we have expanded to the maldives uh, last last week happy cool that's great yeah. super thanks for your question I'm, I'm i'm conscious about the the time as well here so yeah. i suggest that the whole question and answer in the breakout room is taking place right now um instead of going into a breakout room with two or three people each so yeah. uh you agree kate good yes i agree i mean i think this the group is small enough and uh yeah. We can we can do it directly here. Maybe you can give everybody some time if they want to also introduce themselves a little bit more, like we would normally do in the break. Sure. And I mean, I already feel like I've been on a mastermind with Andre and Asia, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing. Anybody want to share their thoughts about this session, or introduce their company, or introduce a certain uh, topic they're struggling with related to? Experience engineering. I see hey, Vanessa hi. still here. Yes. Yeah. Hi. Um, uh, thanks for the great presentation, Andre and Asha. That was that was really eye opening. That was great. Um, I had I had a couple of questions about the stages that you pulled up before, Andre, about your reverse engineering stages. Um, how long did this process take? for Selena uh, from start to where you are now? And were any stages particularly difficult to push through or challenging for you? Um, I was just interested to know, it's, it really is a so much change management involved here. What were, what were the, the really meaty bits of that strategy that you were putting together for the blueprint? Um, Shall I give a generic answer first, Asha, and then you sure. do, yeah? So generically, I get this question a lot, Yossi, so thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> some CEOs really want this done, like, uh, can it be done like in six weeks? And I said, sure. Uh, if mm. you just want it to be on a knowledge level, you can get it done within six weeks. Uh, 
Realistically, I think if you want to do uh, the purpose definition, the blueprint definition well, you need to allow yourself six weeks for just that. Mm. Meaning that you have a first uh, workshop with, let's say, and it could be senior leaders like we've done at, at Selena. Um, it also could be more cross. But then you want to have, ideally, you want to have enriching blueprint sessions. At KLM, for instance, we did this with the top 25, and then we had eight groups of 25. So after, I think, four weeks, we had nine blueprints. And then we did a full cycle back to the initial group, like, guys, if you would look at the common denominator, this is how it looks like. So that's, let's say, uh, the, uh, the, the really extensive way. But that's just a blueprint. Mm. And at Selena, we just did one blueprint session and it was bloody good. And that often works as well. For Rove, we did the same. So it doesn't have to go like that. But if you have 30,000 people you want to engage, uh, just having something coming from the top is probably not a good idea. Mm. Um, but then you, you have the blueprints. What we normally recommend, and Selena has done a magnificent job, uh, we, we co-produce uh, an experience guide. So with representatives of our partner uh, and ourselves, we take every box and translate it into one or two pages of text and visuals. Uh, so we call it an experience guide, context guide, or uh, whatever guides. Um, and then next step would be to create a video, like you've seen the blueprint video from Selena. Uh, so taking that, I mean, the, just a video could again take easily six weeks. So if you take the blueprint, experience guides, the video, I think you need probably two to three months. Then you want to select internal champions, um, trainers, champions, coaches, facilitators, guides. Uh, I mean, we have different names, transformers. Mazda calls them their transformers, which is <laughs> <laughs> it's really cultural transformers. Um, the, the casting process and uh, the whole train-the-trainer content could be written in the first three months as well. And if you allow them, let's so say, a couple of months on them training this internally, I would say you probably need six months before you get uh, sincere traction, reliable traction in the company. And then mm -hmm. coming to the point of where uh, Selena is, you need another probably six to 12 months to really say, okay, how, uh, let's say, how sustainable is the change and where do we need to fortify? And I know at Selena, for instance, mm -hmm. but many other companies on leadership level, there's still a lot of uh, follow-up to do. So it's mm. really a matter of making it easy. Three months before you get started, another three months before you have your audience ready to uh, engage internally, make it like a full year and you have full traction, but it's not sustainable, add another year and you have sustainable change. Mm -hmm. so if, I could, if I can add to it, it's just uh, perhaps it's pretty clearly from what Andre is saying, but it's all about, um, it's not just taking a blueprint, creating it and then moving on. It's like you implement a blueprint and it becomes part of your DNA of the company and it's part of your the trainings. And really what's super important is that what I've noticed is that basically it becomes part of the internal marketing. So it mm. is constantly like, it's and it's like you need like champions to constantly go and infuse everyone to correct the language like 
um, we are connectors, like, like, because people have different kind of things that are used to. So just making sure that um, this is constantly being alive and making sure everything is like basically measuring how, how many people have been activated and all of these things, just keeping the, um, yeah. keeping it alive. I think just to answer to your early question, what was the, the, the tough part, uh, apart from what already Andrea said is making sure this stays alive yeah. after you have reached your high MPS. Okay. How do I keep it now? How do I keep doing it? I Love think we've lost out. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was going to say when we, we bring in big changes at Salto where, where I'm coming from, where, we're an access control provider, especially in this, this sector, um, we call people Sherpas. So I'm going to suggest. <laughs> 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 now Thank I think one, much, one more thing to add Josie is that if you got your uh, blueprint to Asha's point every, if you take it serious everything probably will need uh, a reset uh, so how do you attract people how do you again how do you cast people how you immerse how you reward them like your whole HR cycle needs to be redone because you mm. cannot uh, if you have new behavior criteria in terms of how you want, in terms of the blueprint, how you want to build an experience, then those behaviors need to be evaluated and need to be rewarded upon. Hmm. And that's sometimes scary for traditional HR people because then they think, yeah, but then I need to do my firing, my hiring difference, and I need to do my rewarding difference and my firing difference. Yeah, I think you hmm. need a whole, whole circle different. No. Thank you very much. Welcome. Thanks again for joining us today. And from all of us here at CoLive, we hope you learned a lot and maybe even picked up a few pieces of wisdom to help expand the CoLiving movement. To check out the CoLive membership that will allow you to connect with other leading CoLiving professionals, or even just to stay updated on future podcasts and upcoming events, head over to CoLive.org. Again, that's co-liv.org. Thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to having you back for our next episode. Mm -hmm.